You are listening to 50 Leadership Communication Lessons in 50 Weeks. This is Lesson 7. Welcome to the Speak by Design podcast, where we study personal style, message structure, and message strategy, so you can become a consistently compelling force. Let's dig in. How is it that some people are just fascinating? They could talk on and on about their life, their perspectives, the things they're noticing in the market, what's going on with their families, their travel plans, and you're just riveted. And you think, I'm so boring compared to them. Well, let let me tell you, let's break down what these people are doing to make them so interesting. So leadership communication lesson on Be Interesting is all about what you can do or say to get people fascinated. And I want to start with a quote, and forgive me for not knowing who said this, but you are most interesting when you are interested. So think of people who you go into meetings and they just don't seem that interesting. They don't talk. They don't have much to contribute. They also don't look very interested. So start there first on yourself. Could you be a degree more interested in the topic, in the people, in the meeting, in the beginning, in the end, in the middle? Could you be more interested? And that immediately makes you more interesting. Now ask yourself if this is this really topical for you, because maybe you already are the most fascinating human, but if you're not, could being interesting and interested help you at work? So ask yourself, how would it actually help you? Would it help you with your direct reports in managing people? Would it help you with your boss? Would it help you with other team members and peers? Would it help you with your family and friends? And I I assume it would help you in every dimension, but is there one that is most timely for you right now? Maybe you're not getting enough attention from your boss. And if you were more interesting to your boss, it would be easier to get time with that person. I was speaking to Sarah and Sarah shared that she cannot get time on her boss's schedule, that anytime she sets up an appointment, This leader cancels it and says, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks when I meet with everybody. So Sarah's becoming quite demotivated by this. But my suggestion to her was, what can you do or update your leader on that would make them fascinated to speak with you, that would make them rushing to get time on your calendar? There are so many things you could do. So that opened up a whole bunch of creative ideas for her. All right, so asking yourself what and who, what can you do? And then who do you need to be more interesting to? And maybe it's not just your, your boss, but it's your skip level leader that you need to be more interesting to. Now, the other thing to think about is you can be interesting, not just in your content, but in your lifestyle, in the way you show up visually, in the way you use your voice, in the analogies you use, 
in the way you open up a meeting or the way you close a meeting or the way you transition into the next topic. All of those ideas are on the table for this topic. Our goal is to grab attention in this lesson and looking at all the different ways you can do that. Let's start with visual. So we've been talking a lot about visual leadership and your personal brand. That's exactly the low hanging fruit on this. Could you pop a color? Could you wear something that you know will become a conversation starter? Could you put something in your visual background? If you have been blurring your background, then you're missing out on an opportunity to grab people's attention and get people talking about something very personal to you. I just went to a meeting a moment ago where someone had a really interesting desk and I was meeting him for the first time. There was a whole group present and we all spent a few minutes talking about this desk and where he got it. And I thought, how smart is this? He's using his room, his setup, as a way to get us talking immediately and fascinated with him. And we were, (laughs) it worked. But don't blur your background. Go find the spot in your home or in your office where you can design a wall behind you that has photographs and artwork that relates to you, that says something personal about you. There's an investment banker I work with who has this hilarious photo of an elephant suspended by balloons. And it looks like something that a a, a girl, a young girl would choose for her bedroom or a teenager. It does not belong with this person. And because of the contrast, it's so funny. And he says he does it on purpose because he's seen as a curmudgeon type personality, pretty serious. And this lightens the mood for him. So think about how you could add a little contrast to your background as a way to get people interested in you and who you are. Now, what about objects? Because objects are another opportunity. Can you have an interesting beverage that you drink or bring in a snack? If if this is an in-person meeting, bring in a snack that other people will enjoy. And that's also a gift and it makes everybody feel like they're at lunch, or doing something really pleasurable, which changes the whole mood of the encounter. You don't have to bring in a full lunch. That's an option as well. But even an an interesting candy bar or granola bar that nobody's had before, healthy treats being better than candy bars. And then the other thing about objects, let's suppose you were in in a manufacturing company that made, um, rings of some sort. Like have those props around so that when people come in, maybe you're entertaining a vendor or a potential partner, that you actually have the products in the room that you sell so that that becomes an easy conversation as well to get them excited about the products that you make. But objects, it can be uh, even something fun that you've bought recently. Maybe it is a new type of notebook or pen or a digital device that is innovative that you can share with other people and say, oh, I just bought this and, or I've been, uh, I, I just tried this out. I'm borrowing this. It doesn't always have to be that you bought it, but sharing newsworthy objects with other people, that's branding you too. And it gets you talking about something not really related to the, the reason and the purpose you're there in that meeting. Maybe it does, 
but it gets people connecting on another topic that might make it easier for them to connect with you on the tougher, more complicated topic. Now, vocal ideas, so that's visual, but for vocal, where can you add more variety in your voice? Where can you make yourself sound a little bit more like a sports commentator or sounding more serious, more factual on a topic that needs more gravity? Or lighten it up and sound more compassionate and warm on a topic. But using your voice unexpectedly is a great way to grab people's attention in a new way. So this topic, we're going to go deeply on voice later because it is such a great lever in getting people to listen, in in setting a mood, in evoking a new emotion for a group. But for for you, like find out what your habit is. Just think about it. Oh, I always sound like this. A, B, C, D, E. I always sound like this. Well, if you always sound like that, break it up. Break it up. Break it up. Use that variety to pull people toward the idea, the new idea, or the fresh approach to an old idea that you're about to share. I often tell people, Think about the emotions you want the audience to feel and put those emotions into your voice. So for example, if I wanted my audience to feel safe, I would use my safest, most peaceful and relaxing vocal tone. If I wanted people to get excited, if I wanted to give them more energy, I would put more energy into my voice because that's going to give them more energy. Our vocal tones evoke so much emotion for our audiences. And so when you can add that emotion into the voice, it will be contagious for them. Okay, so that's visual and vocal. Think about conversation starters as well. So I'm going to give you a few conversation ideas. The reason conversation at the beginning of a meeting is so helpful is it gets everybody talking. It breaks the ice. It usually helps you be better for that entire meeting. So I tell people, like, imagine you're new to a company, new to a team, and you really don't have any subject matter expertise yet. You can go into that meeting and be the conversation starter. Be the person who asks about, you know, where are you going? What's a good restaurant around here? How are your travels in from Cincinnati this week? Like asking questions that are normal human questions you would ask people that you're friends with. Then you can go to deeper questions. So I'm going to give you some deeper ideas too. Like where, when you ask somebody, where do you want to be in the future? Or where are you going? Or where do you think all of this is headed? That's a more meaningful question than what did you do last week? Or what did you do last weekend? Because when you're talking about the future, you're talking about wants, hopes, dreams. And that usually gets the person into a very hopeful, positive, innovative space. And when they go to an innovative space, they're more likely to take risks. They're more likely to try something they wouldn't normally try. They're more likely to start talking and talking and talking because you're getting them so energized as they dream about the future. So even if you say, where are you thinking of going this summer or for spring break or on your next vacation, that is still getting them to think about the future 
which is a wonderful way to set a tone with people. You'll, you'll develop greater connection with people that way. Now here's like, you can also think of other deeper questions. These I would only ask one-on-one, but something like when people misunderstand you, what do they get wrong? The first time somebody asked me that question, I immediately in the moment, I had a deeper feeling toward the person who even asked me that because it gave me the sense that they really wanted to know me and what challenges me. Now, I I think you could ask that in an interview. If you're interviewing a candidate, you can say, you know, when in the past you have been misunderstood, why have people misunderstood you or what have they misunderstood? It's a great way to get to weakness or even get a story of challenge out of this person that you're interviewing, but you'll also connect on a deeper level, a more meaningful level than tell me about yourself. I'm really getting specific to exactly what has been hard, what has been an obstacle for this person. Now, the other thing that I think is fun to talk about with people that is personal, but not too personal is diet, sleep, and exercise. So when I have men or women say, I'm speaking to the opposite gender, or I'm speaking to someone very different from me, and I just don't know how to connect with them. I'm not a sporty person. I'm talking to a sporty person. What can I talk about? And you're looking for universal topics. So universal topics like, tell me about your family, or let me tell you about my phenomenal family, my strange family, my hilarious family. So being able to share on family, that's universal, but diet, sleep, and exercise is also universal. We all eat food and we have funny relationships with food. We have allergies, sensitivities, preferences. We want to eat sugar. We avoid sugar. We want to eat gluten. We avoid gluten. Everyone has tried some unique diet in the past, or if you are trying a new one this week, that's something you can talk about. And that's a fun fact about you. Sleep is also a good one because we all want good sleep. And some of us need a lot of sleep. Some of us need very little. Some of us uh, sleep on very special mattresses and unique pillows with sound machines and complete darkness. And some of us sleep on couches sitting upright. But sleep is a really interesting topic for people. And what time do you go to bed? When do you wake up? I mean, that is something that it doesn't matter what age you are, it's an interesting topic for all of us. Now, exercise too, because exercise, many of us, if we're exercising, we're super passionate about it and we're very proud and we love to tell you what we're doing. And if we're not exercising, there's a little bit of guilt of that and desire like, oh, I wish I were, I wish I found what I like to do. So there's so much to connect to on exercise. And that's why I usually recommend to people, if you are a runner, wear one of those runner watches or wristbands that highlights, that's my hobby, because it will get people asking you, what's that on your wrist? And then you get to talk about your exercise and you can move into that passion of yours. The other thing that you can do to be interesting is to unexpectedly celebrate a birthday, a holiday, 
And you can do all of this virtually. So let's suppose you go into a meeting and you say, before we get started, I just have to tell you all, it is Arbor Day. Do you know what Arbor Day is? Do you know what Arbor Day symbolizes? Let me tell you the history of Arbor Day. Now, I know nothing about Arbor Day, but how fun to celebrate an unexpected holiday. And there's so many bank holidays. I believe that you could find on any day of the week, you could go into Google and say, who is celebrating a holiday in the world on this day? (laughs) What's significant about this day? And probably somewhere in the South Pacific or Africa, Canada, somebody is celebrating something on that day. And you could bring that up in your meeting and make that really interesting to people. And then my last idea for conversation is never forget how wonderful it is when you begin being thankful. So let's say you go into a meeting or a presentation or even a one-on-one conversation and you say, before we get started, I have to thank you for this and make it so specific and genuine. And it could be something like, I just want to thank you for that note you wrote me a couple of weeks ago when you said, and quote them back to them, when you said X, Y, and Z, you changed the way I looked at that. Often people are having such an impact on us, but we don't even take the time to let them know that they're making an impact. So use the beginning of a conversation or meeting or presentation to be thankful and show gratitude. That stands out a mile. It makes you even more interesting when you are generous, generous with appreciation, generous with knowledge, generous with credit. Can you give people more credit? Okay, so those are, think of those as conversation ideas, but they also translate to meetings and even to presentations. But the bigger the the audience is, the even more interesting you can go. You can dial this up even more. So some of the things I've seen people do are very creative backgrounds, digital backgrounds. I went to a meeting and this one person put a big picture of Jaws, the shark, or it might have been, what is it, Mega, Megalodon, or whatever that um, gigantic shark is, and behind his head. And it was hilarious to all of us because he said, I just wanted you all to be intimidated by me as I spoke. And it was, it just made everybody laugh. It broke the ice. And you couldn't pull your eyes away from his screen because the picture of the shark was, shark's teeth was, eye-catching. You could bring in a costume. I mean, I'm not saying that you dress up like it's Halloween, but you could wear something that uh, stands out or has some humor to it that resonates with your idea. You could use more of the digital tools, unexpectedly put up a poll that is comical. You could use an icebreaker. You could use trivia, fun fact, pop quiz. I love pop quiz. So you say, pop quiz, take a wild guess. How many of these do you think we sold last month? And get people to guess and celebrate, over-celebrate whoever gets it right. You could begin with a motivational movie clip. Go find a movie clip from, like, I'm thinking of the 90s and 80s movies, but a clip from Rocky or, um, Any, even like a a clip from Baby Boom. I love that movie growing up. But something that is a little bit 
timely could work well or something from the past where you show the movie clip and then you ask your audience, how does this resonate with what we're working on? And let them connect the movie to what you're working on, or at least let them try. And then you can bring it home with, here's why I chose this. It exactly matches what we're working on this week. But a couple of other ideas for strong openings to a meeting, let everybody share what their wishes are. Because when you ask them what their wishes are, you're asking them to go into the future. What are we hopeful for? What are we dreaming of? So even like, for example, we lead a training on high impact meetings. And when we lead that meeting, we always begin with, what is your wish for your meetings? And people start dreaming and they say, I want shorter meetings, higher impact, and that we make a decision. I want better agendas. People have ideas of what they want. And then we realize as a group, these are so tangible. I can, I can start creating those agendas. I can drive people to decisions faster. I can guide my teams to shorten the meeting time or make them less frequent. And then another, instead of just wishes, you could also say, what is a headline we would love to see in the news around our company? And have people come up with, you could give the guidelines of seven words or less, what's a headline you want to see? I also want you to think about follow-up though. After you, we've been talking about the starts of meetings and conversations, but at the end of encounters, what can you do to help people take action on what you just did? You could send a video, thank you. You could send a gift, a thoughtful note. You could make a connection, make an introduction for the person you met with somebody else who's in your network or make some sort of referral. You have such an opportunity in your openings, in your closings, and in all the little bells and whistles you provide around the meeting. Maybe you create a landing page, a sample job aid, or a sample proposal or a sample deliverable of something that you would be making custom for them so that they feel like that you spent so much time preparing for the meeting with them, preparing for the presentation. There are so many ways to grab attention and make yourself more interesting while also making your team interesting, your ideas more interesting. So think about the facilitation style of the meeting. Can you get them so excited by parading through their achievements of the past, making them feel so smart, so successful, so powerful? Can you use scary silence and you know, by using an unexpectedly long pause or a super expressive facial expression that just feels dynamic and unexpected and gets people tickled in a way that, wow, this facilitator is so interesting and unexpected. Look for the humor opportunities. Can you bring humor or lighten up a topic that's not very light? That humor is so appreciated. You can go over the top with humor, but, but just a little bit. And if you're someone who isn't good with humor, a little goes a long way. And I say, like, are you not good with humor? I don't want you to think you're not good with humor, but most people are underutilizing it. 
You want this audience to talk more than you talk, because when they do, that's a sign you have already gotten them interested in the topic. The last thing I want to remind you, though, is to remember that there are people that you know well in meetings and people you don't know as well in meetings. It's very easy for us to focus on the people we already know. And I encourage you, look more at the people you don't know. Be fascinated in them, be interested in them, and it will only make you more interesting. Shine a light on those people. Ask them for updates. Ask them for their priorities and what they want to get out of the meeting or the conversation. And by doing so, they will start talking more and you will have a very engaged conversation. This is how you become the most interesting person in the room and become the obvious choice. So remember, this is your goal for your interviews, your conversations, presentations, your meetings, is increase people's interest in your ideas and in you. All right, everyone, have a great day. Apply just a few of these in your upcoming meetings and start with changing your mindset first. Be a degree more interested in everyone around you today. All right, everyone, have a great day. If you like this topic and want to bring training like this to your organization, reach out to us at speakbydesign.com. If you want to join our next group in our monthly coaching program, you can join us by going to speakbydesign.com forward slash join, and you can start your coaching at the first of the month. Keep in mind that we have a theme coming up for March that might be perfect for you. In March, we are focusing on developing the confident mindset, strengthening yourself from the inside out, working on your beliefs around your own capabilities, your thoughts about the people you work with, and the work itself. Sign up at speakbydesign.com forward slash join before March 1st, and you can join us for this special three-part series on the confident mindset.